It's 2019. Happy New Year's, everybody. Welcome to the new year. It's January 1st, and welcome to the Younger, Smarter, and Better podcast. This is episode 14, where we're going to be talking about all about the New Year's resolution, how to set a good one, how to not you know, do bad with it, how to set some reasonable goals, different types of goals that you should be setting, and the secret, the secret sauce that sticks everything together like nice hot glue. So when you start off a new year, you commonly, one of the common things that goes around is the idea of New Year's resolutions. It's kind of like the idea that what you're going to do this coming year is going to be completely different than, you know, last year and the year before that, where, you know, some, something was going to change and you're going to make changes in your lifestyle and your eating habits and all that stuff. But kind of the idea of resolutions, or at least in my mind and how it's perceived by like, you know, media and my family and friends and everything is that the idea that you don't actually follow through with those resolutions. So we're going to be talking about some habits, some skills that you can use to develop to actually, you know, follow through with resolutions. And I don't really know if I like the word resolutions because I feel like that has, I don't know, it just, every time I hear the word resolution, I just kind of think of how it's not going to follow through. So let's just use the word goals. And I think there's a couple different type of goals that will work much better for the idea of what a resolution is supposed to be. So starting off, there's two different goals that I want to get you acquainted with. And these are the two S goals, and they work best together. So one of the common goals is called SMART goals. You've probably heard of these guys before. They are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. That is the idea behind a SMART goal. It's something that's not just, I will lose weight, uh, now, <laughs> as you can see, there's not kind of like you've got the idea of the goal. The goal is to lose weight, but making it specific, making it measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, it makes the goal more achievable or more likely that it will be achieved and that you work towards it, which is kind of the idea of the goal. So, the first goal, the first S of our two goals that I want to introduce you SMART goals, one of the more common ones. Now, I'm going to introduce you to a little bit of a lesser known best friend of the SMART goals called stretch goals. Now, these are the long-term goals. These are much further apart. The The idea behind them is that they're kind of, they look almost like they're unachievable from, from a distance. And that's the idea is that you're looking so far ahead. These stretch goals are something that like one, two years, three years, five years, 10 years. They're kind of like the big things. Like I want to be at the, you know, the summer body weight or I want to have read 1,000 books. These are like, I want to have a million dollars or something like that. These are the big, unfathomable, like huge goals that you're like, okay, that looks and sounds amazing. That's kind of like the dream. And the difference between a dream and a goal is the dream is kind of the end result. That's that big, that big ambition that you want to have, like living that lifestyle. And the goal is the journey to that point. So what we're doing with these goals, we've got two different types of goals that I've introduced you to, stretch and SMART goals, and they work hand in hand. And we're going to use that to get to the dreams, to get to the end resolution or whatever you want to call it. Um, for my purpose, I'll be calling it the end stretch goal, the dream. And let's just get right into it. So stretch goals, they are the long distance. That's like the setting the, I want to lose the weight by the end of the year sort of goals. Now, SMART goals are basically breaking your stretch goal, your big unfathomable goal that it's like, I, I can't think, I can't put A 
directly to Z. You've got a whole bunch of steps in between A and Z. You've got steps B, E, F, G, some other few letters in there. But there's all these sort of sub-goals, all these sub-steps that are can be broken down into SMART goals. For example, something like losing weight. Losing weight would be a good stretch goal. I'm setting like 10, 20, let's say you're setting a stretch goal of 30 pounds. You want to lose 30 pounds by the end of the year. Now, one of the things I want to mention to you is that when you're setting big stretch goals and resolutions and this sort of thing, you're looking for the long-term stuff. You need to be careful and not to set it too long where it becomes unfocused and there's no pressure or prioritization of these goals. What you should do, and this is the thing that I'd suggest to you, is you take your stretch goal, and if it is a stretch goal of one year, you break it down into 90-day segments. That's four 90-day segments. It's kind of amazing how perfectly these segments work together because you've got the first three months of 2019 equal to exactly 90 days. And this is how most of the three-month segments work, and there's four of those in a year. So you've got four 90-day sub-goals. These are the SMART goals, part of your stretch goals. So one of the sub-goals might be to change some, some of your bigger habits that are related to your health. These things could be food habits. These could be exercise habits. This could be, you know, general idea of like health habits that correlate with your bigger stretch goal. So let's say, for example, I want to start exercising regularly or exercising every other day. That could be your SMART goal. SMART goal, exercise three to four times a week for 30 minutes or more. Now, that is a specific goal. That is measurable. It's measurable by the time that I exercise and how often I do it. And it's achievable. I believe that 30 minutes or more, four, three to four times a week, isn't that hard to do. Or at least it seems achievable in my current work schedule and with my current livelihood that that time seems acceptable for it to be achievable. Now, it is a relevant goal because I think that this would improve other areas of my life. And you'll notice that once you start working on some of these bigger stretch goals, things like health. Health is an underlying concept that helps you with all the other areas of life. Because if you don't have health, it's kind of hard to do a few of the other things, you know, in life. So starting off with a goal like health, that's kind of a very relevant goal. Now, if it's time bound, now this is where the pressure comes in. It's kind of one of the quotes that I found that I really enjoyed is that we're really good at setting goals and finding an endless ways of to get around them. And. What that means is kind of like it's really easy to set a goal and then just kind of lose sight of it or lose focus and that sort of thing. And that's where the time-bound part of SMART goals comes into play is the idea that it's constantly like you've got to keep track of this time-bound idea that it's there's a set end date. And when it gets to that set end date, you've got to achieve the goal. So what you do is you come up with a plan, and that's what goals are. They're the plan. They're the journey to that dream, that end result. So when we go through this, this time-bound thing. You want to set a reasonable goal. Like I said, one of the SMART goals, you probably want to set it to 90 days. 90 days is a good amount of time in a period of a year where it's still like, it's not so far away that you lose sight of it, but it's not so close that you feel like you can't do anything meaningful. And when we go into that, one of the biggest parts of SMART, and this is the one that I think sticks all together. This is the glue I was talking about, that secret sauce, that warm glue. It's going to stick all this stuff together. And the real reason that a lot of the habits and a lot of these goals actually get, you know, follow through with is the M in SMART, measurable. Well, this is one of the things that I noticed that was really, really kind of under 
underpaid attention to, you know, like kind of nonchalantly, like this is the secret sauce for all of these goals is tracking it. Tracking is a habit. It's something that you can do if you regularly, like if you track how much you weigh, and they've done multiple studies on this. So one of the studies that I, I listened to, and this is referring to our health habit, this is the example that I will use, is that they, a group of scientists gave out a, um, a an idea, a opportunity to observe some obese people. And what they did is they told them, we don't want you to change anything about your habits or anything. We just want you to do one thing. We just want you to record how much food you're eating and what you weigh. So recording what food you eat, when you eat it, and how much you weigh. And doing that consistency. And what they noticed is that when they started tracking those three things, that they started, people started to being aware of them. They started to pay attention to it. They started to make changes towards getting to that goal of losing weight. It's not something that the researchers didn't tell them specifically to do. We didn't say, hey, we need you to change your health things. You need to change your health habits. You need to change when you eat, what you eat, and all this other sort of thing. So no, they just said, be aware of it, pay attention to it, and record it. So that you can look at that, and you can see that data, and you can look at all that stuff and say, hey, I didn't realize that at 12 o'clock at night, I've been eating a bag of chips consistently for the past month. Things like that. It's the things that you start to notice once you start measuring these things. And this is why tracking is such a huge part and the glue that sticks together all these goals. If you can find something that is a part of your goal, say your weight. When you're, if you're trying to set a goal to lose weight, tracking that is a huge aspect of it because it makes you aware and it constantly reinforces the idea that you should be thinking about ways to lose weight. And one of the things that I would suggest is you set up a spreadsheet um, this is like a good example would be like a Google spreadsheet or an Excel sheet and then simply come up with the date and then put weight and put a column for weight. What we do is you have for the next 90 days, you track your weight in the morning. And what this will be is this will be aware. If this is the goal that you're looking for, then this is what I would suggest you do is you start up and you start tracking the variables that are associated with your goal. For health goals, that might be exercising, that might be your weight, and maybe your time that you spent, if you intermittent fast, that is definitely a good way to lose weight. And it's not as difficult as like doing a hardcore health diet. And if you want to hear more about intermittent fasting, this is something that I do. And it's something that one of my good friends, Jeremy, does. He's actually doing his research paper about this now. But he has been doing it for quite a long time, a couple of months, a little bit over eight to nine months, I believe, at this point. You can listen to his episode on our podcast page. It is Intermittent Fasting with Jeremy Lehman. Definitely check that episode out. It's got a lot of good information if you're looking for intermittent fasting. And that's kind of the health goal. Now, let's go over to what type of goals should you be setting. So far, we've covered the two goals that are going to be your best friends. You've got stretch goals and smart goals. And then we kind of walk through the time-bound and the measurable aspects of those two goals and why tracking is such a good thing to do why it is the like the glue that sticks all this stuff together now i want to talk to you about what type of goals you should be setting one of the things that i've been noticing that or one of the things that i've listened to one of the things that i've heard and one of the things that i've overall like seen in a lot of media and a lot of movies and stuff is like the one the like the for example there's a lot of movies out there where it's like the father that works really hard for his children and everything take example christopher robin 
it was a recent movie that came out uh, going through the life of Winnie the Pooh, but he became so focused on just one aspect of his life that his, the other aspects of his life kind of cut out. R- Christopher Robin is his character. He used to be a kid, played with his, to- his toys that were like, you know, the ideas that they were imaginary and everything, but they actually were kind of like have their own lives to them. And the idea is that he grew up and he started raising his own family and everything and he kind of forgot about them and then it goes into the idea that he starts focusing so much on work where he's setting like vacations and stuff but he's like I- I've got to work I've got to work this weekend I can't take the family out to the lodge and every sort of thing so the other sorts of areas of his life kind of deteriorate because he focuses so much on one aspect and that's why you've got to have goals in more than just one aspect of your life there's 10 areas that uh, uh Brendan Burchard with the high performance habits says that you should have goals in your 10 life arenas. And these are as follows. Health, family, friend, intimate relationship, mission and work, finances, adventure, hobby, spirituality, and emotion. Those 10 different life arenas, and if you didn't catch them, they'll be in the description below. Those 10 different arenas are really important because they're really the 10 main areas of your life. Now you can add or subtract if you feel necessary. Like if one thing isn't as big, like if adventure isn't as big to you, you could subtract it if you want. But these are the 10 main areas to keep yourself healthy. And overall, if you're not happy in one area, it's usually because you're not focusing enough on that area or you're giving other areas too much attention. Like for example, if you're a lot of goals you'll hear are a lot of finance-based goals. Like I want to make X amount of money or a lot of health goals. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to be this weight. Now there's not a lot of family goals or friend goals, intimate relationship goals, mission of work, spirituality, hobby goals, like reading goals. These are the types of things that you need to be thinking about outside of just one area of your life. And this is why it's so important. I actually have a set of 10 goals that I'm working on right now. Actually a little bit more than that. But you want to make sure that you don't put too many goals, that you lose sight of all of them, because it's so easy to just focus on, like, try to focus on as many things as possible, and then it just becomes so much that you kind of get overwhelmed and stop it altogether. Focus on those 10 goals. Start off with those. Those health, family, friend, intimate relationship, mission and work, finances, adventure, hobby, spirituality, and emotion. Focus on those 10 first. Then start to add up. I've got a few goals that are kind of stretch goals that I keep in the back of my mind and I look at, I have a sheet of paper. This is what I would suggest you do. You come up with your stretch goals. You write down for each of these areas of your life, your stretch goals, the weight you want to be, how much time you want to spend with your family, if you want to do like family vacations, friends, intimate relationship, write down your finances, how much you want to earn this year, all this sort of thing. Write it down on a piece of paper. Then what you're going to do is you're going to come up with the sub goals, the smart goals for those stretch goals how you're going to achieve all of that stuff. Now you're going to go through and write all of this down. Now, when you do is you're going to kind of compile it into a single sheet of paper. Now, this might be a little bit interesting to do with all the font sizes and everything. It took me a little while to get it formatted correctly to have two columns with all of the goals that I had set. But it's really important, or at least I would suggest that you get it onto one single sheet of paper so that it's easy to do a single glance at. The idea is that you have a single sheet of paper and you write it down. One of the things that I've read is that only 3% of people have written goals. And of these 3%, most of them are the ones that achieve them because 3% of written goals 
is kind of like the 1%. It's kind of like the top of the population. It's people that if it's written down and it's not just in your mind, it's a physical reminder that these are the goals that you set out for yourself. And it's really important that you have this physical reminder set in areas of your life that you have noticed it and you pay attention to it a lot. So I have a piece of, I've got a little planner binder that I carry around with me pretty much wherever I go. And the first thing that you open up the binder, it shows you my 10 goals, all of them laid out in a single sheet of paper and each specific sub goal, what the end goal date is. It's the year 2019. This is my sheet of paper that has all my goals on it. Now, the next couple folders in that packet have like different sub parts of that goal and different planners and all that other sort of stuff. But what's the main important part is to get that all into one specific area that you can see it. A good idea might be setting a few of the specific goals and putting that onto a wallpaper for your phone. That might be a good idea. Setting up in your bedroom, putting on the wall, maybe putting on your fridge if you see that for one of your health habits might be a good idea to put that on your fridge. Different ideas that you can do to kind of put it around your life and put it around areas that you think you'll see it and think you'll interact with the idea of seeing that poster and that, that set of goals with you more. And when you go through and you set these goals, right, you've got these 10 major life goals or the stretch goals, your, your, what you want your life to look like at the end of next year. You want to do is set up a plan for that. The thing that's a goal, the goal is the journey to the end, the end, uh, the end dream, whatever, whatever life you want to live at the end of accomplishing this goal. And the goal is the journey of going through that. What you want to do is you want to come up with your sub, when you get your sub smart goals, you want to come up with a to-do list. And the to-do list, what you're trying to do is hit the next smallest thing. What you want to do is you want to have 10 areas in your to-do list. And each of them should have the next smallest thing. And it's really important that's the next smallest thing. Because if you have something big like earn $1,000 for the month, that's a really big goal that you can't just like cross that off really easily. But you need something smaller like talk to one client or send this email. Something small, something that's achievable today. Do that and do it repeatedly. Set that up. Over the course of your week, you should accomplish maybe one or two, maybe three. It kind of depends on how you set this up. But you want to achieve a couple of different small steps towards your big goal over the course of a week. It keeps the idea of your stretch goals in mind and then keeps it in frame of what you're doing this week because the weeks will fly by and so will the 90 days. And by the end of the 90 days, you're going to look back and you're going to say, I progressively made small steps towards making these big goals possible. And it kind of comes down to some steps in dis self-discipline. That's something that I would definitely love to talk about on this podcast. But I think that there's a few different things that it takes to get to that point. One of the things that I would say for overall, for making sure that you, you get your goal, that you achieve these goals, would be these simple things. One, make sure that you measure the goal. You track the goal. Keep it consistent. Make sure that every day you're waking up and you're scaling yourself if that's what you want to do for your weight goal. That's a common goal. And waking up and weighing yourself and tracking that consistency on a, a spreadsheet, really important. Second thing, making sure that your goal is in a place that you can see it. See it every day. When you wake up, there's your sheet of goals. You can check off stuff. And then making sure that it's like in a place that you commonly see, maybe at your desk or in a folder that you commonly look at. Maybe your iPhone wall background or your desktop background. Something like that that you can consistently see it. Tracking, seeing it, 
And then another thing that you should do is find the next smallest thing you can work towards that. Doing that will benefit you a lot because you, it's really easy to see these big stretch goals, these one-year goals, or these 90-day goals. They're pretty big and lofty. They're just pretty huge. And it's nice for you to break it down into little chunks. The goal is to get the big goals, break them into sub-goals, the smart goals, and break those goals into little bits. And then you get those little bits and you can eat You can eat these big elephant goals one bite at a time. And that's the idea. You find the next small step, you come up with a to-do list, write down all the areas of your life that you're working on these goals, you write down all the next small steps. Send that email. Talk to that friend. Get that food. Get the new health food list. Weigh yourself. Go to the gym. These small things that you can do to work towards these big goals. And that's kind of where I want to wrap up today. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. It's been a lot of fun working on this podcast. I really want to hear from you guys. So definitely shoot me an email if you have anything that you're really interested in telling me about or if you liked this episode, if you don't like this episode, things that I can do to change it in the future. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and stay hungry for knowledge. Thank you.